Welcome to the Badass Reset Club, a special place where if you've lost your way, girl, we're here to help guide you back. Those club doors are opened up wide so we can discuss all things fitness, nutrition, body composition, hormones, menopause, beauty, headspace, and more. Hey there, my name's Heather. I'm a fitness expert, nutrition coach, autoimmune athlete, mom of three pretty cool kids, and married to one handsome firefighter. I started this club because after years of over-exercising, under-fueling, gaining weight, dealing with Hashimoto's disease, and experiencing hormones gone crazy, I knew there had to be a better way. So come on in, badass. Let's hit that reset together. Well, hello, hello. Welcome to our summer school session. We are in. Today, we're going to be talking about the top 10 ways to come out unscathed from summer. So let's go to summer school. You guys, summertime is a great time to get outside, enjoy all the activities, the fresh produce. Oh, but it can also have so many challenges when you're trying to maintain a healthy weight and your fitness level and a structure. We've got parties to go to. We've got rosé all the freaking day. We've got kids at home. We've got drive-by pantry ratings. We've got late nights. It can really take a toll. But I'm here to tell you that I've got 10 effective strategies that are going to help you avoid that weight gain this summer and feel like a badass while you're enjoying it. Because summer, in my opinion, is the best season of the year, and we can certainly have a great time and feel good. So let's go. Number one, and not necessarily in order, I just have this as number one today. We're going to stay hydrated. Because drinking plenty of water throughout the day makes a difference with your health goals. So if you're trying to maintain or lose some fat, you've got to make sure that you're staying hydrated. And women, we know that as we enter menopause, we start to lose our thirst. It just is something that shifts and changes. And so if that signaling isn't there that we need to be drinking water, we won't do it. So you've got to be making sure that you're paying attention to how much water you're drinking per day. I like to say, let's drink at least half our body weight in ounces of water. If you are exercising out in the sun or just hanging out sweating, if you're sauna-ing, if you're doing anything where you're starting to lose that water, then you need to add water, but you also need to add in some electrolytes. One of my favorite ones, and no, I am not sponsored by them, is Element, L-M-N-T. It is a delicious way to replenish when you're sweating a lot. So staying hydrated. Another reason why you want to do this is because when you're dehydrated, it starts to slow down your metabolism. So When it boils down to your body not being able to burn calories and fat from energy, you start to see that weight gain. And and it's really due to a metabolic rate being slower than it should be. And that can come from dehydration. So we we find ourselves sometimes twice as hungry when really we're just dehydrated. So the rule of thumb is that if you feel those cues of hunger, check and see, have I drank my water lately? Maybe you're going to go drink a glass of water and then recheck in if that's really a hunger cue. Maybe it's a boredom cue. There's so many different things that can be indicating that we're hungry. So check those things first, and then you tend to not overdo it. 
Number two, we're going to enjoy seasonal fruits and vegetables because you guys, we should be eating seasonally. You should be shopping your store for what's growing near you, if at all possible. And summertime is just the nicest way to enjoy all that good stuff. If you've got a place where you can go pick vegetables or fruit, or you have your own garden, even better. But we want to do this so that we're hitting our nutritional needs and our fiber needs. We've got to be making sure that we're getting at least 25 grams, ladies. That is the bare minimum for fiber in a day. And most women are not hitting that. We're just not. There is something to be said about menopausal women needing 30 grams or more because things start to slow down. So you've got to be making sure that we're getting those fruits and vegetables in to get our fiber. Yes, it's okay to be taking a fiber supplement, but we want to be aiming to get it from, as much as possible, real foods. Men who um, are paying attention to their fiber needs, and they should be, are at 38 grams. So men, you're a different story uh, just because we've got usually bigger bodies, but women, 25 is the bare minimum. We want to incorporate a variety of fresh fruits and vegetables into our meals, into our snacks, because it's so good for our gut microbiome. When you can diversify all of these foods, you're feeding that gut microbiome so that it is functioning optimally. It's going to give you so much bang for your buck if you can play a little game. And this is what I do. I try to see how many different kinds of fruits and vegetables I can get every day. We are characters of habit. And so if you're the same fruit and veg every day, it is time to switch it up. What if you aimed to get this week 20 different varieties and combine the fruits and vegetables? And then the next week is 25. And then maybe, oh my gosh, maybe you're going to 30 and exploring and trying new things. Think about how delicious that would be and how good it would be for your digestion, for your health. Number three, we're going to choose grilled and roasted foods. What a perfect time to cook outside or to roast your foods. It is so much healthier than if you were cooking in a bunch of fat, if you were um, putting it into your frying pan. So opt for the grilled and roasted meats. Do that with your poultry and your fish instead of the fried. It will help you to reduce the added fats. And what comes along with that is the calories. Because you got to remember that one gram of fat is nine calories. So it's higher than your proteins and your carbs, which are both four calories per gram. And so it's going to help us just to stay a little bit on the safer, healthier side there. And what I would do is start with your protein source and then add a veg or a salad. I love a chopped salad in the summer and then you can just add that grilled or roasted protein to it. It is so fantastic. Number four, be mindful of your portion sizes. So we've got to pay attention. Like if we're trying to maintain or to lose, you've got to pay attention to those portion sizes or you will overeat. And you guys, this happens all the time. Like think about it. You're hanging out with friends in the backyard and um, or around that kitchen island and you're mindlessly eating. You're mindlessly going back for whatever is that palpable, palpable, yummy, sweet, salty, whatever it is, crunch. If you are being mindful of your portion sizes and you're stepping back from it, you are going to avoid the situations where your plate's out of control (laughs) and you're mindlessly eating. So we know that you can 
pay attention to portion sizes from your hand. Like if you hold up your hand, the palm of your hand should hold a serving of protein. If you cupped your hand like a little bowl, that's going to hold your grains. So think about if you're having rice or quinoa or potatoes, those are your grains. A fist is your veggie size and your thumb is your fats. So if you look at your thumb, it's not a whole lot. If you're having walnuts, look at your thumb. How many walnuts is that? like per serving. And then every individual is going to be a little bit different for how many servings they need. But going with portion sizes and just trying to eyeball is a great place to start. Number five, minimize sugary and calorie-dense beverages. So you probably already have some in mind when I say that. And yep, they're very popular. But instead of those gut bombs, think about healthier, healthier alternatives. So Opt for that water infused with fruits or herbs, unsweetened iced tea, sparkling water, herbal tea. There's so many things that we can hydrate with that are not sugary, caloric gut bombs. And typically we have one of those and we feel like junk afterwards. So just scrap them. You will save yourself so much. If you think about how many of those that you have in a week and multiply that throughout the summer, like you could exponentially save right there by just drinking something that's going to aim more towards your hydration goal. Number six, incorporate strength training and resistance exercises. And you knew this was coming. You knew I couldn't get through a podcast without talking about strength training. You've got to include weightlifting or bodyweight exercises in your routine. And so let's go back to that and just hear it one more time. You've got to include weightlifting or bodyweight exercises in your routine. So yep, you heard me say it, routine. They are possible in the summer. It's possible to stick with one. You've just got to get things figured out. And I'm going to get to that before the end of this podcast. So stay tuned on how you can get structure. So we want to do this, you guys, because building muscle increases the metabolism and it aids in your weight management. It's also going to allow us to eat. And our goal, ladies, is to eat. Yes, we want to be able to eat and enjoy food and not have to think about it, not have to have shame, guilt tied around it, not have to worry. We want to enjoy our bodies and enjoy our lives. So resistance training, strength training is what is going to help us to eat the foods that we love and to look and feel and perform well. Building muscle increases metabolism and it aids in weight management but it also is going to help you improve your bone density and help you fight osteoporosis. So if you are part of the perimenopausal crowd, you're probably like, yeah, that's still so far away. But ladies, I know women who are in their 50s who are dealing with these issues and it can happen. So the sooner that we can be on it and lifting weights, preventing that bone loss, the better. It also helps with experiencing less pain in your joints, less bone loss, as we said, and decreased lower back pain. It gives you, too, that badass confidence because you get better posture, stronger muscles, and leaner toned bodies. I mean, who doesn't want that? That should be the goal for all of us. (laughs) And we don't need to spend hours each day doing this. It really is not a long commitment. You could do this every single day, a little bit of at a time. You could do this three to four days a week. You could do this 
twice a week. But yeah, you'd have to devote a little longer time. So let's break it down that if you were going to lift weights four times a week, you could do what we call split training. So you would split it into two upper body days, two lower body days, and you would want to do that with compound exercises. So those are the ones that are moving through multiple joints at one time. And it's what gives you your biggest bang for your buck, and it gives you the best results. You can do this in 20 to 30 minutes time. You just want to make sure that you're following a smart program that progresses you so that you see the change. So for example, with my clients, I like to, if we're doing splits and let's say that they've got three or four days of lifting each week, I'm going to break that down. The next week, I'm going to have them do the same three or four workouts but I'm going to change something. So the stimulus in there is going to change whether it is going to be the tempo slows down, whether the recoveries get shorter in between, whether they increase their weights, increase their sets. So the volume's going up. Something's going to change when they're ready to move that change. So if you are following a program and you can barely get through the workout, you're not ready for a progression on the next one. You've got to get to the point where you feel like, yep, got this and I, I'm totally good with it and I'm ready to do a little bit more. That's where you're going to start to see change. So strength training is going to be such an important thing. Go back to what I said. It only takes 20 to 30 minutes a day. So if you are short on time or you're traveling or you've got little ones running around, there is always something you can do. Number seven, be active outdoors. We're going to take advantage of this nice weather and get outside. You guys, we're going to get fresh air. We're going to get vitamin D, which is so vital for helping us build bones and in aids in your, your circadian rhythm. So if you can get outside early in the morning to start getting that sun into your eyes, it's going to help you to adjust your cortisol levels. It's going to tell the body it's time to go and get your energy going. And then even being outside at evening time, as the sun's starting to set, it shifts and it's a little bit different in what it's doing to your circadian rhythm. So it's starting to tell the body that it needs to begin producing melatonin and then gets you nice and sleepy and ready for bed. We also want to get outside and get our neat in. So that's that non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And that's the one that's really important because it can burn up to 50% of your day. Like that's what's going to get your metabolism. It's not just that one workout. The neat all day long is what's going to really fuel the fire. So think about gardening. Think about running around through the sprinkler. <laughs> think about you could just be outside standing and working. That's something I do too. I take my laptop outside and I will stand and I will get some sunshine and I will work. But even standing is counted as neat. So whatever we can do to be outside as much as possible, take advantage of this precious time. And where I live in the Pacific Northwest, summer is so short. I swear it's like five minutes long and then boom, we're back into rain and gray. <laughs> so big time for us to be outside. All right, here comes the one that nobody wants to hear. Number eight, control your alcohol consumption. We want to limit alcohol intake by actively planning out how many times a week, how much, and stick to your plan. Yep, you're going to stick to your plan. And this is where we don't get crazy out of control. I don't know about you, but it's really easy for me 
to go somewhere, have a drink. It feels good. I want another. Feels good. Maybe I want another. And then I've got like judgments gone out of the window and and so does my health. So what you want to do is you want to come up with a plan. So let's say that you're going to take one week at a time. Look at your week. Look at your activities coming up. Do you have any parties, barbecues, anything big that you've got going on? Are you going to have alcohol there? If so, how much? And then stick to it. Yep. It takes a little practice at first, but once you do it a couple times, you realize it's kind of like flexing your muscles. Like at first, when you first do a workout and you flex your muscle, you don't see anything. But after you've done it a few times, you start to see a little bit of a bump, a little bit of a muscle. Once you flex this restraint, control, um, pre-planned idea, then you get confidence. And not only that, you're going to sleep better and you're going to wake up feeling successful. So if you go to a party and you've already, let's say, said, okay, I'm going to have two evenings this week where I have two drinks each. Let's say something comes up. The neighbor says, come on over. We're having a backyard barbecue. If you really want to stick to your plan, if you really want to make that successful, then what you're going to do is you're going to take over some sparkling water with a lime, throw it in a fancy glass and feel like you're having something fun. You do not have to be so regimented, but if your health goals are so important to you this summer and you want to come out unscathed, you're going to stick to your plan. (laughs) Okay. So let's say that you're sticking to your plan, but you're just not so sure how you're doing with it. Choose lighter options. Choose a light spritzer or a light beer, and then you're going to have a chaser with it. And you guys, that chaser is water. I like to tell my clients that for every drink they have, they need to have a glass of water. It's going to keep them hydrated and it's going to help them to not go overboard. It keeps you on target. We know that alcoholic beverages can contribute to weight gain, you guys, because they're so high in calories. So let's just get smart. Let's do it smart. Okay, number nine, plan ahead for social events. So you're going to prepare for those social gatherings, like I was saying, in advance. Have them on your calendar, know when they're coming, and have a plan for them. But that plan that day should be starting the day with some protein early in your day. And that's going to set you up for success. It's going to give you the satiety and help regulate your blood sugar so that you're making best choices when it comes time for that social event. It's going to help you to prevent overindulgences of unhealthy foods, and it might even keep you on track looking for the healthy options at the party. Social events are important. They're important culturally. We've got to connect socially, you know, for our well-being, but we can do it feeling a little bit different. So if I am going to a party and I'm thinking, wow, I know I'm going to have pizza there and then I'm having that cake that I love, I should probably starve myself all day and save that room for the calories. No, 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 no. That is when you eat three more pieces of pizza than you normally would and you have that extra, extra slice of cake. That's not how it works. If you are going to enjoy that party, then you're going to set yourself up for success earlier in the day. You're going to get your body what it needs so that when it comes time for the pizza, the cake, whatever it is for you, you have some, you feel great about your choices, and then you're done. Okay. (laughs) And number 10, practice mindful eating. 
you want to listen to your body's hunger cues and fullness cues. So it's always a great idea to stop at 80% full and then walk away for 10 minutes. Push your plate away for 10 minutes. Start drinking a little bit of water. Have a conversation with someone. If you're by yourself, then push your plate away or get up and leave the table. In 10 minutes or so, see if you're still hungry. Do you want more food? If so, have more food. And then while you're eating, eat slowly. You're going to want to savor each bite. Like appreciate the food that is nourishing you. It's so important to have a regard for what we're eating and to not be distracted. So I love to tell clients that if they are eating their lunch in front of their laptop, they need to shut the laptop. They need to put the phone down and not scroll because you start to mindlessly eat. And sometimes we finish our plate and we go, wait, where'd the food go? What just happened? I love when I was in yoga teacher training. It might have even been the very first day of our training. And our teacher, we had just eaten lunch, and our teacher asked us to sit and close our eyes and to visualize the lunch that we just ate, and then to backtrack from there and think about where the food was grown, where it came from, and then think about the farmer who picked the food, and then the delivery driver who picked up the food from the farm and took it to the market where it was sold. And then to think about the people who were stocking the shelves at the market. And then to think about checking out and buying that food and coming home and how did you prepare it and what was going on while you prepared it. Like there's so much more to eating than just sitting mindlessly putting it in your face. Food gives us life. It gives us this sustenance. It gives us energy, really. And so if we can appreciate and slow down and chew each bite, it's going to be so much better for your digestion and for your wellness. Okay, those are the top 10. Now here comes the troubles. You're like, yeah, 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 Heather, I, I know those things. I can practice those things, but my life's out of control because I'm traveling. Like what happens? What do we do while we're traveling? We're going to practice the 80-20 rule. And that means you can really enjoy 20% of the time. 80% of the time, we're going to stay on our plan, whatever your plan is. Maybe it's your plan to get as much nutrient-dense food in as possible, focusing on your protein. And I sure hope that's the case. Maybe it's the food, the water. Maybe it's the food, the water, limiting your sugar. Who knows? But I'll tell you what. You do want to be able to go have that ice cream cone. You do want to be able to have that saltwater taffy. You do want to try things while you're traveling. It's part of the experience of life. And we should be able to do that. So the first step is that mindset of, I'm going to have this and it's going to be wonderful. And the reason why I'm going to have this and everything's going to be fine is because I practice 80% of the time doing the things that I need to do, moving my body how I need to and giving my body the nutrition that I need. And you're good. So if you are traveling, I want you to think about the 80-20 rule. And then maybe you're going to pack some resistance bands into your luggage. They are what? Like they take up no space. They're light as a feather. And you can do anything to move with your resistance bands. You can truly exercise anywhere with those in a small space, at a campsite, Wherever you go, you can do something. So having movement in mind before you go, 
Maybe you're going to take some note cards or maybe on your phone, you're going to have it in the notes of just a couple sample exercises. So maybe you're going to pick five basic exercises. Think about squatting. Think about push-ups. Think about plank. Think about lunging. Think about adding in some cardio with maybe some jumping jacks. Set your little timer and go for it. It's so easy to do something doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be grand. Just plan for that. And then maybe you're going to look up before you leave trails and parks that you're going to be nearby so that you can walk or run or maybe rent a bike and ride through. It's the best way to go visit and see things is to move through them. Also have a movement goal. So maybe you're someone who wears a tracker, a um, Apple watch, a Garmin, a Fitbit, Set a goal that each day while you're traveling, you're going to hit at least blank steps. Maybe it's 8,000. Maybe it's 10,000. Maybe you're a super, super go-getter and you're like, yeah, I'm going to have 15 to 16,000 steps each day. I mean, that is a fantastic way to move and keep your routine while traveling. So your routine might look a little bit different, but the routine of moving is going to stay the same. Bring protein powder with you for backup. So we get into situations while we're traveling where maybe the only thing that's offered are carbs and fats, and that's just probably not going to set you up for success. That's not how you come out of summer unscathed. You got to get your protein. So in emergencies, when you're traveling and you don't have it, put protein powder in a shaker bottle or just in a baggie. I like to label mine protein powder as I'm traveling looks a little less suspicious than a bag of strange stuff in my luggage, but I do bring mine with me. Sometimes I don't use it, and oftentimes I end up finding myself in need of it, so I'm super happy it's there. And then just stay confident that you're joyfully living and enjoying this beautiful time of year as you're traveling. Try not to give yourself too much pressure and a little bit of grace that you can enjoy and still stay on target. Okay, what do we do when the kids are at home? So they're out of school. If you have littles, what I found very helpful when I was the mom of three littles was to create a pack with, you know, it was with my husband, maybe it's your partner, whoever is, you know, in your home with you, create a pack with them that you are going to swap. So what my husband and I used to do, because gym time was very important for me before I went to work, was... I was going to get to the gym, yep, by 5.30 a.m. He was going to get up with the kids. And then after work, it was his time to hit the gym while I watched the kids made dinner, et cetera. It was just, it was how it worked for us. You need to figure out how it will work for you, but having some sort of pack like that and sticking to it, keeping each other accountable is really helpful. Now, what if you're at home alone with littles and you don't have someone to swap with? That's where your friends come into play. And when you pick your friends, you want to pick friends that are like-minded. So have some friends that are going to like to exercise and you're either going to swap and exchange times. I did this with my sister-in-law when kids were little and she was taking classes or maybe she was working. I was taking classes. She was working. We would swap and watch each other's babies. And it's just, you guys, it can be done. It can be done for whatever your needs are. You just need to make it happen. So oftentimes if we're like, I don't have anyone to help me, it can be an excuse because there's somebody who you can work with. I'm sure of it. And if you don't feel like you have that somebody, 
find your people. It's really important to have your support network as well. If you would like, you could also set up a play group. So if you've got littles, set up a play group. Have your friends meet in the park with their littles and do what you can do. Go back to what I was saying with basic exercises, squatting, planking, push-ups. Go back to that and do it together. Do it with your kids. Let your kids see what you're doing. It's a great way to get them in a like-minded frame of mind. Okay, now let's say you've got bigger kids like me and they can throw a crimp in your schedule as well. (laughs) It could be that you're sharing cars. It could be that you need to get to sporting practices or deliver them places. Here's the thing. I think when you've got older kids, let's say teenagers, they should know that this is a priority for you. They should know that maintaining your health is super important and that this is a non-negotiable for you. So you can work together to figure out a plan. So it just takes like, you know, a family meeting of five, 10 minutes. Once a week, sit down. What do we have coming up this week, guys? Okay, awesome. Here's where the car is open. Here's where I need it. Here's where my time is scheduled. And invite them to come with you. Invite them to go to the gym with you. Invite them to work out at home with you. It's such a family bonding time and maybe they're not interested in that, but they're still seeing and it's still good for them to see. I know that I asked for questions in our private Facebook group and someone wrote that they like to work out early. Hey, Elaine, if you're listening, they like to work out early, but their teens like to work out later. Now this can throw a fork in the road because we all have the sweet spot for when we like to exercise and when our energy is optimal. For many of us, that is the morning time because we do start to wane as the day goes on and we also get busy. And so things happen and we don't get to our workout. But if you can sit down with your kids and say, hey, how about this week we go to the gym together three or four times? How about I'm going to go at 7 a.m. on this day And then we'll go at noon on this day. Like, let's be fair. Let's split it up. Their time, your time. I guarantee they're much more likely to go with you when you make it fair. I think it's always a good rule of thumb to, in the family, set the precedence of these things are important to me. This is what I need to do to figure out what time I'm getting it done. And the same thing goes with your nutrition. You know, you don't need to be making multiple meals. We're not grilling hot dogs for littles and then making the chicken, (laughs) whatever for you. Like that should be something that you just talk about. You guys, nutrition is important to me as it should be to you for these reasons. And let them know why. Let them know what you're doing. Let them know that you're trying to feel good all summer long and that you want to be able to go and have fun and have all the energy and sleep well. It has nothing to do with how you look. It's really important to just let your family know why these things are important to you. And people are much more inclined to help you meet those goals and maybe even jump in healthy eating nutritious eating, the focus with you. Maintaining a healthy weight during summer requires 
a balanced approach. It cannot be, you know, so restrictive. It shouldn't be restrictive at all. You should be just focused on getting what your body needs each day and then enjoying. It really isn't that hard. It's sometimes I think we make it feel like it's got to be all or nothing and it doesn't, you guys. You just have to do your very best. And if you can reach for that 80%, you are going to feel so good. So let's go through them one more time. You're going to stay hydrated. You're going to enjoy that seasonal produce. You're going to choose grilled and roasted foods. Be mindful of your portion sizes. Minimize your sugary beverages. You're going to incorporate your strength training. Be active outdoors. Control your alcohol consumption by having your plan. And then plan ahead for social events and practice mindful eating. You guys, it is totally sustainable, these goals that we have for long-term weight management, for building and maintaining healthy muscle mass. Totally sustainable. You just need your people and you need your plan and you need to stay on it. And I hope that you are enjoying. For me, it's day number two of the summer. You're going to be listening to this a little bit later, but hopefully you're enjoying it and stay healthy, stay happy and stay badass. Well, there you have it. One step closer to feeling strong, confident, and inspired to take care of you again. And you know what's even more badass? Sharing this with a gal pal that might need a little fist pump in her life. If you got some inspo from this episode, I'd be honored if you took a screenshot for your social and tagged me at Coach Heather Yancey so I can send you a personal thank you. And please know that if you could take a minute to rate and review the show, it helps get this podcast to more people. And that's super badass. And finally, if you haven't joined the Badass Reset Club on Facebook, what are you waiting for? I'll see you over there and go get them.